0: Podcast number three, more questions than answers. Thank you for joining us at the Family Collective Podcast. Seed, do you know your purpose? And do you know your purpose is unique to you? This seems like some very difficult questions. And oftentimes we try to ignore these questions in our lives. We often settle for false validation, recognition, money, destructive relationships. And when this happens to us, we end up just enduring through life's journey rather than flourishing and having a lasting impact. However, there is good news. You have a unique divine purpose given to you by God himself before you were born. Here it is. Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. He placed your potential future inside you before you were born. Psalms 139, verses 13 and 14. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. But he gave us a free will, so we must choose his greater kingdom. Galatians five one thirteen and sixteen. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, for you are called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another. But I say walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So here is the next question. What is our high calling or purpose? He restored to us an identity and purpose that came when Jesus shed his blood on the cross for our restoration back into the family of God. We believe this is the most important Bible verse of our time. He is calling us to our destiny, but also our co-laboring to bring all of creation back into unity with the Creator. John fourteen twelve, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Whether you know it or not, Jesus spoke these words to his disciples. They are also the words he spoke over you. Whether you are a believer or not, this is your divine destiny. You were created for something awesome. All you have to do is come into agreement with these words to begin the journey. I want you to let this verse roll around inside of you and begin to come alive. I would ask you to read it several times and ponder it for an extended time. Harbor these words deep within you. Allow them to come to create a new reality for you. Don't miss a couple of key points here. We are to be known more by what we do than what we say. Not that our words are not important, just they are not sufficient in many circumstances to reflect the true gospel. We can all recite Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 2, not to rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. The questions for all of us, is this really the measuring stick in our life? This can be so subtle we will miss the point. Our aim is not what we know, what scriptures we can quote, but do we walk in a due gospel. What we are to be doing is supernatural works, not ones we can do without the power of God. Most of us have a measure of compassion for our fellow man, but are we more comfortable doing our works rather than his works? More to the point, our works may be making us feel like we are doing our part, but keeping us from hungering after the greater works. Will we wrestle with this scripture to attain an expanding measure of God's power? When Jesus walked into a town or a village, he encountered skeptics and non-believers. Opposition is okay. He rarely participated in debate, but rather allowed his works to speak for themselves. If I'm honest, I've missed this mark by a staggering amount in my faith walk. I do not say this to condemn us, but to say we must stop, take a hard look at where we invest our time, and reset our compasses. The worldly le- needs light more than words to encounter their souls. This is the only way non-believers will come to an awareness of God's goodness. Our debates have gotten us nothing. In fact, in many cases, it causes us to become hard-hearted toward the people we're to love and help redeem. We must have a new revelation of power of the gospel. This ought to challenge us greatly. God is asking us as Christians to go somewhere we have not been. The world around us is desperate for real hope and inner peace. Do we still believe we can solve our messes ourselves? As Christians, we are wasting our time pointing out how dark and evil the world is. We are called to be real light and hope. Light and hope overshadow the inner man not from our words. We must come alive in this new way. If you're like me, I never spent a lot of time meditating on this verse. I even forgot it was in the Bible. Why? Could it be at least partially we are afraid of the demands it places on us? Greater works than Jesus? Seriously? If you're like me, you're already rehearsing a list of reasons this verse should not apply to you. I'm not an ordained minister or biblical scholar. I have no real history of seeing miracles happen. Or an all-knowing God would certainly use leaders with a better track record than me with all my failures. However, if we are not careful, we miss a key point. He did not place the responsibility on us first. The key to this verse is the last part. Because I, Jesus, go to the Father. We need to grab hold of this in full measure. He asked us to do these works, but he hinged it on himself, not me. Okay, I might be able to buy into this kind of partnership. He made it possible, not something in my worthiness or biblical knowledge. Now this changes things. If he is not afraid of my performance risk, why should we be? Just because we cannot fathom... How this could happen does not mean we should not pursue it wholeheartedly. I think he is aware of our trial and error method in learning to implement his truths. The world around us desperately needs us to experiment and find or grab hold of this power of the gospel. Words are so insufficient in times like this. In fact, when we allow this into our inner man, We discover this is our destiny, what we were created to accomplish here and now. It is our inheritance, purchased for us by Jesus, our Redeemer. This thing is to distinguish believers and non-believers. This is the only thing that will open the door to real lasting hope for people living in daily chaos or personal turmoil. This is also the place of real, lasting joy in each of our lives. When we walk in our true destiny, something comes alive in others, but it also does in us. Does God really want us or expect us to do this? Many have argued that miracles are not for this time. I believe He wants this more than He wants us to attend church every Sunday. Now do not think I'm against church. Just know we are called to something more than attendance in observance of our agreement with the gospel. Listening to comfortable rituals each week is not the gospel Jesus lived. This approach has allowed us to grow sluggish if we admit it. We have all become better faithful listeners than doers of this gospel. We must press past our comfort zones if we are to come into a true understanding of Jesus' charge to each of us. I love the words of Jesus to his disciples when the crowd needed to be fed and there was clearly not enough food. Matthew fourteen sixteen, And Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat because they had seen the miracles that Jesus did the demand was now on their life because of his connection to them wow we by virtue of our connection are now part of an unseen reality and capability John 21:25 now there are also many other things that Jesus did where every one of them to be written I suppose the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. I guess he intended to infect us all with the good works. We all carry a new hope, which is to be multiplied all around us. May you allow yourself to begin to expect greater things. Why are we called to greater works than Jesus did? I'm not sure. But I think it is the heart of any, every true father. You want more for your children than you had in your life. The promise on our lives is part of the gift. It is to give us something real and everlasting to reach for. Stretching us is part of the gift. Maybe it's also a reward for Jesus. God wants Jesus to be glorified in the works we do since he paid the price for us. Remember, it's not what your children say, it's what they do that brings honor to their parents. Therefore, we must become doing Christians and not just saying ones. May we grab hold of a new vision of our destiny, even without fully knowing how to do it. This is the path to our destiny. This will bring us lasting joy and contentment. This will be infectious for good. We all are to make an impact. Please share your thoughts with us at the Family Collective. We hope this helps you discover your assignment and how your journey can help others. Come join us. Thank you.